Hey, what's up, Burned In Teachers? Welcome to episode 153 of the Burned In Teacher podcast. In this episode, I am going to share with you five work-life balance mistakes you're probably making and my friends that I used to make and still make sometimes and five quote-unquote quick fixes that will lead to long-term solutions. Now, I want to be right up front with you about this, okay? Some of you may not be ready to hear some of the things I'm going to tell you today. Or it could be that this is the first time you're hearing these things. I want to let you know that none of the five mistakes or the five fixes are coming from a place of judgment or me pretending to know your specific situation. These are five mistakes that I have made in my life and I created this episode because I get so many questions about how to create work-life balance. So I thought I would throw all of these things together in this episode. And the advice that I'm giving you today is from my own experiences, from my own research, and from my own opinions based on patterns that I have seen during conversations that I've had with many teachers from around the world. So I hope you're ready to maybe get a little bit ouchy, but remember, I'm coming at you as a coach, and when we hear hard things, at first, as a coach, you know, I'm making your muscles a little sore, but you're going to grow from it. It's going to give you some things to think about. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's dive into this episode. Hey there, I'm Amber Harper, former burned out teacher turned teacher burnout coach, dedicated to helping other teachers like you to grow through your burnout and take your next best steps toward what you want from your career in education and in life. After an embarrassing emotional breakdown in front of my teacher besties, I knew something needed to change, and that something was me. I decided that I wasn't going to settle for burnout as my sentence as a teacher, mom, wife, or friend, and I knew it was going to take way more than practicing conventional self-care to make the progress I wanted to make. No amount of manicures, bottles of wine, or bubble baths was going to save this girl. Fast forward to a few years later, and I've used everything I've learned about teacher burnout and personal development to write a book, build a course, and lead a community of burned-in teachers who refuse to settle for a life of burnout as their forever reality. I've used my burnout as an opportunity to become an active participant in my life, in the classroom, and here on the mic using all that I've learned to teach kids and serve teachers. And you can do the same. The Burned In Teacher Podcast is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support to help you grow through your burnout and live a happier, more fulfilled career and life. So take a deep breath, my friend, because you're about to take your next best step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Let's dive in. All right, so we're going to dive right into today's topic, which is work-life balance. I've done several episodes about work-life balance, and one of them was actually the fact that there is no such thing as work-life balance, okay? So I'm going to link several episodes that 
um, I think could help you with today's topic. Um, I'm not going to touch on them right now. I'm just going to link them in the show notes. One is about boundaries. One is about work-life balance. One is about creating a schedule of your dreams. I will sort of touch on a little bit on these things, but I'm not going to go in depth because I know that these more in-depth episodes will help you if anything that I say about these things um, piques your interest a little bit more. Okay, so first I'm going to share with you the five work-life balance mistakes that you're probably making. And I know this because I have made these in my own life and I see teachers making them all the time in my own workplace or on social media (laughs) or I hear of other – I just – all things teaching, right? So I I know that these things are happening. I'm not saying that they're happening in your life, right? But I want you to keep an eye out for them, okay? I'm going to raise your awareness today. And that is sometimes a hard thing to do. Okay, so let's dive in to the first part of this episode, which is the five work-life balance mistakes you're probably making. All right, here we go. Number one, you believe that there is no other way to be a good teacher than to have no work-life balance. And or you wear your lack of balance as a badge of honor. I have seen this. I have heard this. You may not even know that you're doing it. But if you believe that there is no other way to be a good teacher other than to work 10 to 12 to 14 hours a day and you see no way out, that is your first mistake. Now, I want to also say here that if you enjoy the hobby of teaching, you enjoy all things teaching all the time, you get it, okay? That is that is your choice. This is your one life. But if it is making you miserable, this could be your first mistake. You believe there is no other way, okay? Mistake number two, you have no idea where to start making changes, so you change nothing, all right? I have heard this so much. In fact, I was having a conversation with somebody in Instagram DMs, and I said, I said, what do you want? And they said, honestly, Amber, I don't even know. I don't even know. And I know if you've been a longtime listener of the podcast, you've heard me say this before. I have had, I cannot even tell you how many teachers I have had answer that question. What do you want? Where do you want to start? Where do you see yourself going? Amber, I don't even know anymore. I don't even know. And they want it so badly, but they don't know what they want. Because you don't even know where to start making changes because life is just a hot mess. And trust me, I have been there, okay? I've not maybe been in your specific season or your specific situation, but I have been in a place where I felt like life was just swirling around me and I was just watching it happen and I had no idea. It was almost like you're in one of those boxes, you know, filled with money swirling all around and you like, you want all the money but you don't know how to begin to catch it all, (laughs) okay? Maybe that's a terrible analogy, right? Because we're also teachers, right? So like the idea of money swirling around is like a a dream, right? But you don't even know where to start. That's your second mistake, okay? Number three, you have no time and energy boundaries. So therefore, your time and energy boundaries or lines are consistently crossed, You have no boundaries, but you're mad at people because they consistently cross them, including 
the education system as an entity, right? That it keeps crossing your time and energy boundaries. But you have no boundaries to begin with. Ouch, right? Okay, number four. You have no discipline and no intention in your day-to-day work as a teacher. That's also hard. And I here's what I have said before. Wanting quote-unquote work-life balance or wanting to improve your life is very simple. And I lay it out in the Burned In Teacher process in Hacking Teacher Burnout and even more in-depth in Burned In Teacher University, my signature course. But this is what I say. <laughs> I, I make this process very simple, but that does not mean it's easy because of number one, you believe there is no other way to be a good teacher, okay? And because of that, you have no discipline or intention when you go into your day-to-day work, all right? I know that's a hard one to hear. Number five, you really don't want it bad enough. You say, I can't. I can't. But what you really mean is I won't. I can't leave at four o'clock each day because X. I don't have time to blank because of this. What you really mean is I am not willing to explore other ways of thinking or doing things in order to get what I want. What you really mean is I'm afraid. I'm afraid that I'll look bad or I'm afraid that I'll make so-and-so mad down the hall if I do something different so I have no better balance because of that. Or I'm afraid that people will judge me. I'm afraid that I won't look good to others or I'm too old. Okay? If you're saying things like that, You don't really want it bad enough because typically I can't is a euphemism for I won't. I'm not willing to do the hard thing and that's okay. All right. That's okay. We have to accept that, right? So those are the five things. Now, I did warn you, you may not be ready to hear some of these things. Okay. So maybe give it a week. Come back and listen again. Let yourself marinate on this and it's okay, right? Like I I get this a lot. I get rolling eyes. I get crossed arms. I get, Amber, you have no idea what I'm dealing with and you're right. You're right. But I'm going to try to meet you where you are. And if you're not ready to move where I'd like to see you move for the sake of your well-being and your career and education, that's okay. You are where you are right now. All right? You might be at a stage zero. You might be at a stage one. That's okay. All right? I'm here for you when you're ready. If you are ready to continue, (laughs) okay, if you're sticking around, right, if you're not shutting me off, I want to share with you some five, I say quote unquote quick fixes because that's very relative to the person that's implementing them and where you are already on your journey, okay? But these fixes will lead to long-term solutions. And I want to make sure you are very, very clear that there is no magic pill. And the reason that I get so frustrated and when I was really deep in burnout, why I got so frustrated with Googling how to cure my burnout is that there was this list of things to do and it was like seemingly this one size fits all and it just stifled me because I was like, I, I am drinking enough water. I am getting enough sleep. I am, I don't have my email on my phone. Like why does, why do things still suck so bad? All right. So this is for all of you out there that are like, you've Googled this. Most people who have come to me have Googled, like they're aware of what is out there. Okay. But there's, they're seeing no shifts. They're seeing no light at the end of this tunnel, right? So here we go. Number one, 
Okay, so these are going to be countering these mistakes. So the first mistake was you believe there's no other way to be a good teacher than to have no work-life balance. So you wear it as a badge of honor or you just accept it as this is my reality forever. So here's what you need to do. Number one, you got to change your beliefs and your mindset. And I know, I I see you. You're, you might be You might be shaking your head. If you do not change your beliefs and mindset, nothing will change. You will continue to struggle with work-life balance for the rest of your career. And heck, you may not even make it to the end of your career in education by retirement, right? Like you're going to quit because you are constantly telling yourself nasty, negative things about yourself, your own worthiness, your abilities to make changes, our education system. Like no one's going to change the education system. I am not waiting anymore. So that's why I created this process for me and that's why I want to help you, okay? You will continue to struggle with work-life balance if you don't change your perspective and your outlook for yourself, okay? It has to start there, okay? Number two, you have no idea where to start making changes so you don't change anything. Okay, listen, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get a piece of paper and I want you to write on the top of it. I want you to write, imagine how cool it would be if, how awesome would it be if, and then just dream, okay? Just dream. Just brain dump a bunch of stuff. Wouldn't it be cool if I only worked my contract hours? Wouldn't it be cool if I left by... 3.30 or 4 o'clock every day and got to hang out with my new baby for an extra hour and a half or even two or three hours? Wouldn't it be cool if I could pick up my daughter from daycare? Wouldn't it be cool if I could meet my friends, meet with my friends out to eat once a week or once every couple weeks? Wouldn't it be cool if I could enjoy my school year the same way that I enjoy my summer? Like, just dream big. What would you do with more time before or after school if you had it? is basically what I'm trying to get to here. Who would you be with? What would you do for yourself? I want you to write it all out, okay? Because this is the beginning of determining why you want to leave at a certain time. This is your reason why you are doing the sucky stuff first because it really truly has to be done by you and it has to be done for the sake of your student's success or it has to be done because it's just part of the job. Okay, I do things every day that I don't want to do. But normally it's the stuff that's going to set me up for success tomorrow or the next week or Monday so I'm not having the Sunday scaries. I'm doing it on Thursday or Friday instead because I don't want to have to worry about it over the weekend. Deciding why you want better work-life balance is the key. Coming back to how you want to feel and why you want it in the first place. If you aren't clear on your core values and your purpose for wanting to not work all the time, you will not make the changes necessary to bring your vision to reality. It's it's plain and simple. If you have no why, you have no way. I made that up myself. If you have no why, there is no way for you to get there. Okay? All right, number three was you have no time and energy boundaries, so your time and energy lines are consistently crossed. Okay, this is pretty simple. It might not be easy, but I want you to create time and energy boundaries by number one, creating a time allowance and a time budget. I have linked to my TPT store where I have a time budgeter that is all laid out for you, nice and neat, starting with what you want to do and how you want to feel versus what you're doing now versus how you want to feel or how you're feeling now. Okay? 
I've also laid some things out in how to schedule the um, the schedule of your dreams. Okay, I'll link that in the show notes as well. Boundaries protect your highest priorities, your people, your core values from everyone and everything. And if you have no boundaries in place, then you can't be mad at other people or your career for crossing them. It starts with knowing what you will and will not do and what you will and will not stand for. And if you don't want to stand for being part of five committees because you feel like no one else would do it or no one else would do it as good as you then you have to start to set some boundaries with yourself and your own ego maybe first and then start to tell people no. And it doesn't have to be mean and it doesn't have to be rude. But you have to set boundaries if you want work-life balance (laughs) and work-life boundaries, right? (laughs) All right, number four, you have no discipline and intention. I know this is hard, okay? This is the difference between somebody that has six-pack abs and somebody who doesn't have six-pack abs, all right? Somebody says, I want six-pack abs, and then they do the work. They pay attention to every calorie they put in their body. They pay attention to every single workout for days, weeks, and months on end. The other person says, I want six-pack abs, but I'm not going to change anything that I put in my body or how my workouts look if I work out at all. That's exactly what we're doing When we say that we want something, but then we don't put daily discipline and intention behind what it is that we're doing every day. And I know this might be hard to hear, but if you are like me and I walk over to sharpen pencils, when I know I've got some really hard stuff that I know has to be done that I just don't feel like doing... That's that's a that shows a huge lack of discipline and intention. Like go into your days knowing what you're doing and why you're doing it so that you can leave and start teaching, start treating teaching as a job because that's what it is. Okay, I know it's an important job. It's a really freaking important job, but it's a job. And you are more than your career. So I want you to make a weekly planning ritual where you look at your week ahead. All right, and set future you up for success by creating your ideal work week based on that time allowance and that time budget that I talked to you about a second ago and stick to it within your own circle of control. Of course, things are not going to go every which way that you want them to. That's life. But set your time budget. How many hours are you working a week? All right, I laid all of that out for you in that resource. Number five. You really don't want it bad enough. I said, you know, I was challenging your can'ts and your won'ts. And that's what I want you to do. I want you to check your I can'ts and your I would nevers. I want you to challenge those statements. Okay? Because saying I can't or I'm not willing to do the work or I could or would never do that, those statements reflect a fixed mindset. And we talk to our students all the time about having a growth mindset and trying again. If that doesn't work, trying something different, making small adjustments, abandoning ideas. But we don't do it ourselves all the time. And I'm talking like really opening your mind to all of the possibilities that are standing right in front of you if you take out the I can'ts and I won'ts and replace them with I'll try. 
Amber, you know what? I will try making a time allowance. I will try making a time budget. I will try stepping away from some of these commitments that I have myself committed to and maybe even one or two that I was voluntold that I'm going to do because I am capable and I am worthy of having a rich life out of school. It is not a luxury. It is a right. Say that with me. It is a right for me to have a rich life outside of school. It is not a luxury. And you are capable and worthy of creating your own balance. Trust me, my friend, no one is going to do it for you. Now, take a deep breath. This is a lot to take in. And maybe for some of you, it's a lot to hear. And it's causing you to really start thinking about how, you know, maybe you need to start taking some responsibility for your next steps. I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. Burnout is not your fault. It happens so gradually. And it's such a it's such a hard thing to admit to when you in some ways you feel guilty for feeling it, but you also feel guilty for wanting to do something about it. I know that this is hard. But you are the only one who can do this for you. You have to become your own hero. You know, I've said it many times. I feel like I've said that a lot. I've said it many times. (laughs) We are not superheroes, but we do have one superpower as a human being, and that is the power of choice. We can choose to do something different right now for the sake of your well-being and your work-life balance. And I'll say this too. There is so much more to life than work and life. So I also want to suggest you going and checking out the um, the uh, Wheels of Life, the Wheel of Life interview that I did with Chrissy Crowley. And I also did an episode all about work-life balance and how it's not a real thing. All right, I know that you've got lots of episodes to listen to now. You've got a time budgeter and time allowance to figure out. And I know you're probably going to want to listen to this again because it's this was a heavy one. But I know that it's going to help you move forward. And if you have any questions about this, I invite you to reach out to me on Instagram at burnedinteacher. Send me a DM. You can email me at support at burnedinteacher.com. And if this episode caused you to have further questions, go to burnedinteacher.com slash ask. I'm an open book. And if you don't agree with anything that I said today or you don't agree with one thing or a few things that I said, that's okay. It's okay that we disagree. I would love to hear from you. Okay, you can also, by the way, go to facebook.com slash groups slash burned in teacher. Let's have a conversation about this as a group, as a podcast community. It's full of 1,500 plus teachers who want to change the conversation and quite frankly, want to have hard conversations because my friend, that is a radical self-care that is not talked about enough. So I want you to take a deep breath. You just took another step to becoming a burned-in teacher. And I'll see you next week. Burn on. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of burned-in teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned-out teacher to burned-in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath, 
because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on.